Anybody just, hey, you know, you know that it's good when you like pull a hamstring in worship. Amen. Awesome. Praise Jesus. Woo. So good. Look at your neighbor right now and say, are you ready for this? Hey, anybody grab some juice on the way in? No? And it's so good. We need to have that Polar Express moment where they just come in with trays right now and just bring us some juice in this house. Amen. Hey, before I dive in and get really loose with my tongue, let me just give a shout out to Pastor Danny Phillips. He was, where's Pastor Danny Phillips right here? Pastor Danny Phillips. Last Sunday, last Sunday on Mother's Day, evidently you didn't offend all the women because some showed up today. Pastor Danny knocked it out of the park last Sunday. Preacher, sir, I'm listening. And I know some of you guys weren't here because of maybe some Mother's Day activities and things of that such. You, you, can, you need to go online and listen to Pastor Danny's sermon on commandments, convictions, and traditions. How many of you heard that sermon last week and it was good? Yeah. Did it? Hey, did it mess anybody up? It messed me up. My wife got saved last Sunday for the 13th time. It was absolutely incredible. I tell her, honey, if no one comes forward, you got to come and just, just give your life to Jesus again. You, you know you got some sin in your life and just come. But uh, no, it was, Pastor Danny, thank you. One, thank you so much for, for, for that last Sunday. It was absolutely incredible. And uh, it's been a great weekend this weekend. And we got a lot of family and friends uh, that are here uh, today. Um, my, my family was all in the 830 service. And, and, and I think it's probably been... Um, probably 33, 34 years since we all worshiped together as a family day. It was absolutely incredible. So, you know, hey, those of you that are watching online, we want to give them a round of applause and welcome them real quick. We hope you guys are still enjoying sitting in your jammies, drinking coffee and eating scones. For those of you, if you're listening up in Canada, we say, eh, what's up, Canada? We have folks that have dialed in from Iowa. I didn't know they had internet in Iowa. It's amazing. Anybody here from Iowa physically present? See? But uh, no, seriously, we're glad that you guys are here and pray that you are having a, a great day. You know, our culture loves juice. How many of you like juice? Come on, any of you people like uber juicers and like your fruit ninja in it and mulching that stuff up? Anybody do that? Come on. Any carrot juicers in the house? Yeah, don't be embarrassed. Come on, get your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't. Yeah, we love juice. We are a culture that is just, we're into juice. You, you see somebody that's really like, like, you, like me, muscular, say, so dude must be on the juice. Yeah. Oh, Roger Clemens. Shouldn't say that. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. Could be some problems there. I love me some juice. Some people just say things like, man, I, I, I'm juiced for that. Or, or, or he's got the juice. Just give me some juice. We're going to launch out a new series today called Juice. Thank you. One person can read. A new series today called Juice. And, and today we're going to look at, at a fruit, a, a pomegranate today as we dive into this. I don't know. How many of you have ever had a pomegranate? I know that in our culture down here, our Latino commer uh, commercial, La yeah, a Latino culture that, that oftentimes there's what, grenadine, I believe, with, is, is kind of an appetizer that oftentimes we serve with some pomegranate seeds and some little chili uh, powder and some lime and some, uh, it's just delicious. Um, but but uh, a pomegranate, it, it's really cool. It's a super fruit. It's a super fruit. 
It's crazy delicious. Pomegranates are full of, uh, of nutrients. And, 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 and if you research it, you're going to find something about pomegranates. They're good for your heart. They're, they're good for your heart. How many of you have heart issues? Yeah, I mean, it's good for your heart. If you don't have heart issues right now, <laughs> there's a good chance you will. So just trying to help you out. That's my role as a preacher, to help you out a little bit. But, but pomegranates are also kind of related to this idea of fertility and blessing. So I, I, after looking at it just from a Wikipedia, Wikipedia standpoint, I looked at pomegranate from the standpoint of Scripture. You know that in Scripture you find several references to a pomegranate. There are a lot of Jewish scholars that believe that the forbidden fruit eaten in the Garden of Eden was a pomegranate. The priests back in the Old Testament would, would, would wear these long flowing robes and, and, and have tassels on those robes. I, I'm kind of getting, a, getting a, a vision right now of, of just would make Saturday nights at my house so much easier. What am I going to wear? What looks good to the guys on the camera? Don't wear white. It looks bad on the screen. Okay, I got that. The, the priests would wear these long robes and have tassels hanging on the bottom of these robes. And, and there would be little symbols on that. Guess what they were? They were a pomegranate. Some say that there are 613 seeds in a pomegranate and represent the laws of the Torah. It represents the righteousness of God. This thing called a pomegranate. Solomon talks about pomegranates. Some of the kings and queens, they, they would have pomegranates on either side of, of the columns that, that, that you would walk through as you entered their oval offices. The pomegranate, some serious significance, prominence as you read scripture. Now, now, now you can take pomegranates and, and, and you can, can juice them, right? Uh, I, I got some pomegranate juice here. I got me a juicer here and... and uh, uh, this is old school. Look at that. Hey, any old school people in the house? You just don't want to admit it, do you? Uh, you, you can juice these things and get some pomegranate. And it's, it, is, it is delicious. It is great. Um, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's good for you. Have I told you that? It's good for, for, for your heart, right? So today I thought we'd just talk about pomegranates for a little bit. This idea of, of juicing pomegranates. I want to be on the juice. I, I want to be on the juice. And here's the deal. I want you to be juiced as well. I, I want you to be juiced. I, I believe that there are some people in this room and some people that are watching right now. And guess what? You are juiced. You are. And this is pomegranate juice, by the way. This, I bet he's probably... Got a little something else in there going on. That's pomegranate juice. Pomegranate juice. I want you to be juiced. I want you to live. And I believe that there are some of you in this room that are juiced. I also believe that there are some of you in this room that aren't juiced. You're not living on the juice. How do you get on it? I want to I spend a few moments together today talking about how you can get on the juice. And we're going to look at the Bible. Anybody have a problem with the Word of God? If you're new to 1910, you need to know something. We believe in the Word of God. We believe that it is relevant for our lives today. We believe in it so much from cover to cover, from, from where you wrote your name and your birthday and your anniversary here in the front to the maps in the back. We believe all of it. Amen. Come on, somebody, read the Bible. Look at your neighbor right now and say, do you have a Bible? 
is it dusty? No, don't ask that. That's embarrassing. You know I'm talking to somebody, right? What does God's word say about this? In fact, if the truth were known right now, that this thing called the pomegranate, I believe, is keeping so many of us from living on the blessings of God. What? Back up the truck? Yes. I believe that this thing called the pomegranate could be keeping some of us from being blessed. I believe that it is keeping a lot of people that are here listening today, it's keeping you from being blessable. Now listen, my job as the pastor of 1910 Church is to make you feel worthless and insignificant like a turd. That's what I'm called to do as a preacher. No, you probably have had a pastor like that. You ever been in a service where the preacher just preaches so hard, you just felt like you'd worked out for three hours afterwards? You're like crawling out of there, you know, and you're sweaty. My pastor, when I was growing up, his blood vessels, veins just used to pop out. Like, ah, that's not my role as a pastor. My role is to see you live a blessed life. I want to see you walk in the fullness of all that God has for you. I want you to, is there anyone in this room saying, you know, I don't want to be blessed. Nope, cursed. Curse me. No, you want to be blessed. Now, I can't force you to be blessed, but I do believe that, that it's our role as a, as, as a staff to, to encourage you and share some things with you that might help you become blessable. Obviously, I think a lot of times we take the blessings of God for pomegranate. You see what I did there? I think a lot, <laughs> whoa. 830 did this, they went like. I think that's a real word. I think a lot of us take the blessings of God for pomegranate. Could, could it be that maybe you're here today and you're taking these blessings and God wants to bless you and you're just taking it for pomegranate. Now listen, all of us are blessed with pomegranates. Did you know that? All of us in this room, all of us listening online, listen, we are blessed with pomegranates. I put 10 pomegranates up here today. I think there's 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. 10 pomegranates up here today. Now, I, I, let, let's just say that, for instance, these pomegranates here represent your blessing. They, they represent your wealth. They represent mine as well. Listen, everyone in this room and that is listening online has been blessed with a pile of pomegranates. You know that? Now, some of you, your pile might be a little bit smaller than some. You say, I just don't have many. But listen, you, you've got a small, maybe some of you say, bro, if you only knew, Woo, I got massive piles of pomegranates. Good for you. Some of us, maybe we got some medium size, but listen, would, would, could we not all agree that we've all been blessed? Is there anyone say, I, I'm not blessed? No, you're blessed. You're blessed. And you, 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 you've got some piles of pomegranate that God has entrusted to you. The Bible says that God out of your piles of pomegranates and out of all these blessings, the Bible says that God always has a portion for himself. Did you know that? Let me say it again. God always has a portion for himself. Now, there are how many books in the Bible? 66. So let's go through them real quickly today before we let you run to Fuzzy's Tacos. Fuzzy's Tacos is the official sponsor of of worship today here at 1910. So see how I do that? Pastor Blake, you see what I did there? 
Go back to the book of Genesis real quick. Genesis, the Garden of Eden. God created man and woman, the ultimate environment. They had this amazing relationship with God and and they saw themselves the way that God saw them. There was nothing more, nothing less. They, 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 They got their primary props from God and their secondary props from one another. God made them. There was a sweet relationship. They, they were in union with him. They, 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 were, they were living naked. They were enjoying one another, and they were just managing this beautiful thing called the Garden of Eden. Well, God told them that, listen, hey, in the tree, in the middle of this garden, there's a tree. Don't jack with my tree. Yeah, again, a lot of people think that this tree was a pomegranate tree. Don't touch, God said, my portion. Enjoy everything else in this garden. Just don't touch my portion. Well, for those of you that have spent any time reading God's word or been to vacation Bible school or heard another preacher preach, you know what happened, right? The enemy came in and began to jack with people, right? By the way, you know that that's what the enemy does, right? We just finished a series around here called Bright-Eyed and I love that. Bright-Eyed and you guys are awesome. I love that. I, you can say, let's all stand up and do the hokey pokey. And you guys would do that right now, wouldn't you? This whole idea in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, the enemy comes to what? Still kill and destroy. Some of you right now, that might summarize your life this very moment. That, that, that you're jacked up. That, 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 that life just is, is beating you up right now. You're, you're, you're defeated. You're, you're hurting. You seem hopeless. You know what? That's the enemy working in your life, just as he did here in Genesis in the Garden of Eden, right? But the verse John 10, 10 doesn't end there. It says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy came in and jacked with God's beautiful creation. There's something you need to understand today. The enemy always goes after God's portion. He always will go after God's portion. And you know how the story unfolds. The enemy said, hey, Eve, hey, Eve, why don't you, Eve, why don't you, why don't you take this? Eve, just, 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 just take this, and, 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 and we know what happened. She took it. We see this idea of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the the pride of life right here in Genesis. Eat that fruit, Eve. Eve, come on, girl. You can be just like God. Come on, just just eat it. And what does Eve do? She and the man, do they begin to chomp down on the pomegranate. I mean, they're just ravaging it. Juice flowing everywhere. You ever gotten pomegranate juice on you? It'll stain, it'll jack you up, right? And they're just eating, sin stain all over them. Yum, 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 right? God always has a divine portion. He always has a divine portion. They pounded down the pomegranate. They pounded down God's portion. Because of that, we know that they were banished from the garden. Because of that, they died. Because of that pounding of the pomegranate, they were placed under this curse. So God always has a what? He has a a portion. We can fast forward and see that the first homicide ever created, Cain killing his brother by the name of Abel. What did he kill him over? God's 
portion. Abraham, after an amazing victory, saw a priest by the name of Melchizedek. Many people believe that he was the pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. And after this battle and winning a victory, Abraham brought Melchizedek a tithe, 10%, a portion. Whose portion? God's portion. You've got Jacob in the Bible doing this whole tithe thing. Now, remember when, when you remember when God's people made it to the brink of the promised land and, 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 and they were getting really close to sealing the deal on this real estate project. You remember that? The, 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 the spies went out and the spies brought back what? They brought back pomegranates and figs. And they brought back grapes. They brought back an ugly, evil report too, didn't they? But they brought this stuff back. Pomegranates, a sign of fertility, a sign of, of, of blessing and a sign of faith. And, and finally, when they did make it into the promised land, when they right, really made it in, listen, there were 10 cities that God said, I want you to go and conquer. 10, 10 cities I want you to go and conquer. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and conquer that first city. And I want you to ravage it. I want you to take everything out of that first city and I want you to bring it to my house. Everything in it, all of its silver, all of its gold, everything in that, you bring that from that first city to my house. The other nine, they're yours. You do what you want to do. Are you beginning to see what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm putting down today? God has a, a portion. So we see the power, don't we? We see the power of the portion in the firstborn, the, the first fruit, the first day of the week, the first, the first, the first, the first. Not the leftovers, not the second, third, fourth, fifth, no, not, not what's, no, the, 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 the first God's portion. Listen, when we give God the first, when we return to God the first, he blesses the rest. When we bring him the first, he blesses the rest. Here's my question. Are you living in the blessable place today? Are you living in the zone of God's blessing? Well, Jason, that's really great, but we are people of the New Testament. Okay, let's go there. <laughs> Jesus begins the New Testament, right? And Jesus begins talking about this same thing. This same idea of bringing our best and bringing it to the Lord is mentioned in the New Testament several times. Now then people will say to me, well, the New Testament doesn't really talk about tithing like it does in the Old Testament. <laughs> You're right, scholar. You're right. But in the New Testament, though, this whole thing about bringing God the tithe, it goes to a, a different level, doesn't it? A whole another level. It goes to a new place because did, did you know that most of the followers in, 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 the, in the early church, they actually brought not just the first fruit, but oftentimes they would give anywhere from 20 to 40% of everything they had to the Lord. Some of you guys got a death grip on the one. The, the early church brought more than what was required under the old law. So before you go busting my chops about tithing's not in, in the new time, you're right, you ought to be bringing more. 10% ought to be starting generosity. That's just a starter. 
We're people of the New Testament. We're going to bring more than what the old law required. Somebody ought to shout glory right there. No, you won't because you hate what I'm talking about right now. The New Testament takes this idea to another level. In the Old Testament, Jesus said, you know, hey, you shouldn't commit adultery. You know what that means? You shouldn't have sex outside of the marriage bed. Let me say that again. Rewind the tape. You shouldn't commit adultery. You should not be having sex outside of the marriage bed. You shouldn't. If you do have sexual intercourse outside of the marriage bed, you're breaking one of the how many commandments in the old law? It's in one of the 10, right? We know that. That's what the Old Testament said. Well, Jesus said in the New Testament that, that this, he, again, he's taking this to another level, right? He says, even if you just look at someone with lust in your eyes, you've already committed adultery with that person. So just because something was in the old doesn't mean we can throw it out because of the new. Jesus oftentimes takes it to a whole nother level with us when it comes to the New Testament, just as he is with this idea of bringing him his portion. Now, I mean, surely, surely, there is, this is 10 o'clock. It is packed in here. You guys sound incredible. Surely there's nobody in here at 10 o'clock that is eating God's portion. Surely not. The blood-bought, the redeemed, the saints and the heirs, the children, those that have been found, surely there's nobody in here eating God's. Surely there's no one going Eve on me in here. Surely you're not eating what is God's portion. Some of you in here today are, are, are wondering why you're not blessed. You know why? Some of you are wondering in here why your prayers don't seem to go anywhere. You know why? Do it with me. It's fine. Come on. Somebody just snort up in this house. Amen. People watching online said, that's why we don't go in person. You wonder why you're not walking in the power of the Spirit. You wonder why you have a heart issue with, with this house whenever we cast vision for what God wants to do here. Hey, some of you wonder, what is wrong with my children? You know what's wrong? That's what's wrong. The first, God's portion. God's portion. You know, whenever I talk about finances or, or, or wealth, when I, when I talk about sex, people get funny. People get weird, right, when you talk about stuff like that. And, and, and guys, it's, 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 it's us primarily, men. Men. We're pitiful. You know what some of you men are doing? You're palming your pomegranates. You're palming those things. You ain't getting rid of it. I got this. It's mine, mine, mine. We learned that word early on, don't we? It's mine, it's mine. Women, you're, you're actually more generous. You, you, but, but, but we dudes, man, we, we, we are, it's mine. No one's gonna tell me. Some of you right now got death grip on your wallet. What's in your wallet? I ain't telling you. It's mine, and we're pomegranating our pomegranates, right? We're palming them. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10? Check this out. I want to just tell you what the word of the Lord says. I screw things up, but God's word is always right. You know that, right? Dre, right is always right. There's never a right way to do the wrong thing. Ooh, somebody tweet that mess right there. Here we go. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 says this. Honor the Lord with your what? And with the what part? Yes. 
No, 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 leftovers. Surely, surely in these modern translations of the Bible, they messed it up. Mm -mm. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. And then look what happens. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with mm, good, good wine. Some of y'all are cheap wine people. You bring a cheap wine to your friend's house for New Year's Eve and all that. I got this bottle for $4.99 at Walgreens, you know. And that's what some of us are doing with the Lord. We're bringing that cheap mess to the house. God says, when you bring the best, see if I will not, woo, rain it down. Squeeze out so much. Woo, it's going to be overflowing. Get all over you. You can't contain what God wants to do when you bring the best. Come on, somebody. People online are clapping. People in here are like, oh, this is stupid. That's okay. Here we go. Let's keep going. Let me bore you some more. All of you have something to bring. You know you're wealthy. You know you're wealthy. In fact, if you have more than two to three changes of clothes compared to a worldly standard, you are wealthy. Did you know that if you make more than $2 a day, that throws you up into the 85 percentile of the richest people on planet Earth? You're wealthy. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you are wealthy. And I'm so glad you're my friend. No, <laughs> you're using people when you act that way, right? My birthday's next week. No, don't do that. Guys, listen, you're wealthy. And we can honor God, the Bible says, with our wealth. We bring the first of our fruits. We bring the first of our crops. We bring our best. And it says there in Proverbs that when we bring the best, oh, our barns will be filled with grain. The, the, the wine will be, be pouring out all that we won't be able to control it. There's more wine. What is wine? Wine is juice. It's juice. Who doesn't want the juice? It's so good getting on God's economy. Listen, the first is God's. The first is God's. Not the fifth, not the, what some of us are, not if I have any left over. This one looks like doo-doo. <laughs> this one's bad. And that's what some of us are bringing to the Lord. We're bringing the, <laughs> we're bringing that part. But God wants the best. He wants the best. Scripture says when you bring the best of your harvest, when you bring the best of your wealth, when you bring the best of your produce and you put it in his hands, when we bring the 10%, that's just starting generosity. Come on. We're to bring our best. He takes it and he holds it in his hand and he breathes on what you bring and he blesses so much more than you could ever dream. Or we, Hey, you know what this is? Some of you call it, that's a hazard every Sunday I walk in. Some of you guys avoid this like you do, you know, that crazy cousin of yours. These are our tithe boxes. Actually, these are our money box. These are my best boxes here at 1910. We, we, uh, we've never passed the flying saucer. We've never passed chicken buckets or school 
pool, pool skimmers or anything like that. We, we just kind of place these in strategic locations around the building. You know, when you walk in in the dark, we want you to stumble over it. We, we need to place these in front of urinals and stalls and things of that such to kind of get people's attention. But this is how you give at 1910 Church. You can do it online as well. But, but listen, years ago we started and, and, and we had on this placard here, we had a, a word called tithe. Because we wanted people to bring their tithe. Well, I just felt convicted about that, that, that that's just kind of a starting point. I really believe that, listen, because of God who, God didn't get, get Jesus didn't just go partway to the cross. He went all the way. God didn't, God didn't send me his, his, his 10th or 9th son. He gave me his only son who changed me, bought me with his blood and redeemed me. I just thought, hey, listen, wouldn't it be best? Can you see that right there? Come on, camera crew, right there. Zoom in on that. My what? My best. Listen, do we not worship a God today who deserves our, our best? Are you bringing it? Are you? Now, before some of you start clapping and applauding, some of you don't need to because you ain't bringing it. You're not. I love how we can tell and determine how many seeds are in <laughs> who has not brought their no just kidding you know it's like a fruit ninja right here I love how we can tell how many seeds you see those bad boys look at that isn't that beautiful it's like a starfish we can tell how many seeds are in the pomegranate but only God knows how many pomegranates are in a seed. What's to say? How are we to know how, how God can take what we bring, as little as it may be, and just bless that mess and use it for even far more than we could ever dream or imagine? So, ooh, that's good. So here's the deal. Somebody's not going to shake my hand after us. I will sanitize before we get to the... I'm bringing my best... I'm bringing my best to the house. I, I, I'm drinking the juice. I want to be juiced. I want to, the blessings of God to continue to flow in my life. Now, now stay with me now. I, I also want to drink the juice in the life of this church. Now, now, listen, hang in word. Don't, don't, don't check out with me here. Don't take the blessings of God for pomegranate, Okay. And, and, and just listen. Now, now, wait a minute, Jason. I, 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 I just love God. I just trust God. I just got faith in God, and he's going to forgive me of all, all my sins. I, I've got this home in heaven one day. Yes, yes, you do. Praise Jesus for that. It's interesting, though. We, we, we trust God with, with the intangible. Yet, yet, yet any time you, you look in Scripture, you see that God takes something intangible, and he puts something tangible uh, with it. You remember one day when he was talking about faith, he talked about a mustard seed? Something intangible with the tangible, right? And it's interesting that when you look in Scripture as well, when it comes to this topic of, of discussion today, that, 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 that trust, oftentimes there's this word treasure brought in, in connection with that, or, or this idea of faith and, and finances there in, in, in Scripture. Listen, you can't get away from this. Listen, what we're talking about today, it's the treasure test. Money is spiritual. You know that, right? This is a test for you. It's a treasure test. Money is a spiritual issue. In fact, Malachi 3 says, when you read Malachi 3, I know it's probably what you wake up and read every morning is your daily devotional read. 
If you do, you're like demented. I mean, it's like ugly, and not, not demented, it's God's word. Why did I say that? I don't know, this is, anyway. But in Malachi chapter three, we don't get a pretty picture. We, 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 we find that we're, people are bringing weak stuff to God. They're bringing the weak stuff into us. Now, remember what I said in the promised land? Hey, bring the first, the best, bring the first and the best to me, everything. But in Malachi chapter 3, they're bringing these mangy, almost dying animals as offerings to God. And Malachi says, what? What are you guys doing? And God says this, hey, you're robbing me. You, you are shutting. You are shutting the windows of heaven. You're, 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 you're shutting these windows of blessing that I have for you because you're not bringing me what's best. You bring me the leftovers, the mangy, the nasty stuff that you don't want. So listen, I, I want you to be in the best blessed place. And, and the blessed place is, is right here. It's bringing that, that offering to God. It's putting the first of the fruits in God's, God's hand. Check out this verse in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. This is awesome. Check what God does when we bring our best. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will be, will return to you in full. It'll be pressed down, shaken, not stirred, shaken. And together it will make room for more. Running over, pouring into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 9. Blessed are those who are stingy. Blessed are those who bring what's left. Blessed are those who are what? Generous. Luke 16, verse 11. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? So whenever you bring the tithe, three things real quick. Number one, you're agreeing with God. You're agreeing with God that he deserves the best. He's done a new work in you. He's made you new, and you're bringing the best. Hey, here, here's some. The, 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 second, let's just, the second thing is when I bring the best to God, I'm not only agreeing with him, but, but I'm showing him that he's first. When, when I bring, I'm showing him he's He's first. You're saying, you're saying, hey, God, listen, you're number one. Listen, Angie and I have been married for 27 years. Is that not amazing? Some of you are going, I don't know how she stayed with you that long. I agree. It's the grace of God. Amen. But for 27 years, listen, my wife has heard me tell her, I love you. I love you. And she loves to hear that. But here's the deal. She wants me also to back that up. She, she doesn't want me to just say, honey, I love you. She, she wants me to back that up. I believe that there are too many people running around here. Mm. Let me move out in front of the podium a little bit because that means it's getting serious. I believe that there are too many people around here saying, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. We're talking heads. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about in America in the world. But we're not backing it up. We, we, we lift our hands and we sing and, and, and we lift our hands or, or maybe you lift one. The other one is still tucked away back somewhere. For some of us, it's right here. And we got, I love you. And we got a death grip on something else, right? I, I love you, but we're not backing it up. You know, I, I think Jesus said, hey, hey, show me the money. Hey, Jerry, show me the money, baby. Show me the money. I think that's what he's saying. 
Because Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. Hey, listen, you know who built this church. He did. It's his. He built this. There's no man or construction firm or architectural design team. that. No, Jesus built the church. How's he going to build the church? How's he going to build? Did, did this thing just happen? No. Did, did, did I just run into you at Sonic, you know, getting during happy hour, getting a slush? I run into you in the H-E-B check. No, we, God put us together. He, he built us. He knew what he was doing. He orchestrated our meeting of one another. And he just said, hey, bro, I don't know if you've got anything to do on Sundays, but I just hang out, you know, out in a field somewhere. If you want to come just hang out on Sunday and we'll just see what happens. No, God put it together. God built this house. He put this together. But it takes the pomegranate to make it happen. It takes people bringing the, the very best and agreeing with God that he's worthy of and he deserves it. And when we do, he, he takes what we do and he blesses and uses it to bless you and to bless me. So I guess I tithe for the third reason because I, I want to build what Jesus built. He built the church and I, and, and I want to be a part of, of, of building what he built. Listen, I have a heart for this house. In fact, this is, this is the biggest investment I've ever made in my life. <laughs> that wedding yesterday was really close, but, <laughs> but, wow. Annie, I don't know what we're going to do with you. <laughs> Nothing happened in front of Walmart or something would be awesome. <laughs> Cart lady pronounces you husband and wife. Be aw- anyway, um, sorry. But I want to be a part of building what Jesus built. Hey, let me just tell you something real quick. There's some great things happening in 1910 Church. We have a, a leadership academy that is kicking back off here in August for, for young men and young women who have a calling to, to, to ministry. And we're going to be diving in and, and helping them kind of flesh out what God's calling is on their lives. I think of our live streaming ministry happening right there. There's something new and exciting that God is doing in our lives. And for those of you that are watching online, would you just clap right now so we can hear you? Awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I think of all the camps that we saw promoted today with our, our Hill students and, and our elementary age students camp in the city coming. I mean, there's so many awesome, dynamic things happening. Our Radiant group, Radiant Women's Ministry happening. See, that, see they just yell all the time. I say Radiant. They just like, shh. Just kidding. It's fun. But God's doing a great work there. Our budget this year in 1910 is, is $2.2 million. So we as a church agreed to and, and approved back last September. And our staff shared with you vision and direction and where we were headed with that and how we were going to use that for God's fame and, and, and glory. And, and as of May the 1st, our, we, we should be at about $1.34 million in our giving in order to meet that goal of 2.2. But, but as of May the 1st, we're actually about $53,000 behind in our giving where we should be. Some of you are going, oh man, the wheels are falling off. No, because here's what you need to understand about our team. Our team doesn't spend what we don't get. It might be good for some of us as people to live by, right? Some of y'all don't live that way. We do. We operate that way in 1910. And if it doesn't come in, we don't spend it. Now, that's the good thing, right? The sad thing is this. The vision that God gave our staff a little about a year and a half ago and how he wanted us to run and, and, and with 2.2 million, we've not been able to run full throttle with it because it's not there. It, it hadn't been given. 
And, and we want to prove to God that he can trust us with what does come in, that, that we're not going to just, oh, let's just throw it on the credit card. What's in your wallet? Capital One, rack up points. No, it's not there. So we, we want to be good stewards, right? He who has proven faithful with a little will be entrusted with much, right? So I don't want you to freak out, and we believe that God is still changing lives and people still turning light bulbs on and a found sign because they say yes to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? But we listen, there's a vision that God has for this house that's not being accomplished yet. I, I think about, just look around. Look how full it is in here. I know we got a few seats. You ought to, next service is going to be packed just like this one. But listen, you guys know that we have some building constraints around here. We, we, we pack people everywhere for Bible studies. We had a group of 45 men for the last three months meeting outside for Bible study because there's just no room in the end. Kind of felt like Jesus, you know, no room in the end. Just tuck you away. I said, put, no one puts baby in the corner. Sorry. What is going on today? Anyway, but, but we believe that there's more that God wants to do. But we're limited from a, you know, building standpoint and what can we do so that more people can you know they just sold 160 acres around us houses are going in you guys know that bernie's growing right if you don't just check out facebook the informed concerned bernie area citizens it's awesome it's growing lots of stuff happening um and how can we run with the vision hey hey we we believe check this out you sitting down for this one we want to record a cd with our band this year yeah, you clap for that. Hey, I want to record a CD of my preaching. No one clap for that. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. We're not. That'd be murder for people. But listen, we are blessed. And how can we get what we get to experience on a weekly basis? The hands of people elsewhere. How can we use what God has blessed us with? Man, we got drainage issues with our ditch. Our parking lot's falling off. It's like California out here in the parking lot. We're like falling off into the abyss somewhere, you know? What's happening? We got paint and I mean, just, listen, it just, listen, and here's what's gonna have to happen. God's people need to start here. And I just think that God's people ought to be like, God, God, I'm telling you, you can live blessed. You, you, you can live blessed. Or you can, you can live cursed. We want you to be blessed. We want you to be blessed. I want you to be on the juice. I want you to be on the juice. I want to invite you to stand with me this morning, and I want to pray us out. And You guys have been awesome. Thank you guys for listening and putting up with me. And uh, God is good. Let's just pray right now. Father, thank you for being a God who gave us your very best. You didn't just give us a portion of your son. You gave he gave his whole life. He was your one and only son. That's all. He was the only son you had. And he came and he gave it all to us. Jesus, we want to thank you for going all the way to the cross for us, not just part of the way, but you went all the way to the cross. Every ounce of blood shed for our salvation. Thank you, Jesus. And God, I'm just praying that for those of us that have been the recipients of your great love, that, that God, somehow you would shake us and awake us to the fact today that, that God, we need to bring to you our best, a portion of, of, of what you've given us. Lord, we are all blessed. There is something that every one of us can bring. And God, I pray that no one would leave here without being able to walk and experiencing a blessed life. They're missing it. There's so much you have for us, Lord. Let us walk in that. 
So, Father, we thank you for giving us your best. And, God, I pray that we would be a church that can continue to run full throttle with the vision and direction you have for us as well. That we would prove ourselves faithful to you, God. You would trust us. God, thank you for the people that are here today. And if there's someone here today that we can love and encourage in a special way, Father, we want to pray for them at the end of our service today. And, God, I pray that they would have confidence to come forward and let one of our team members encourage them through prayer. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, thank you, guys. You're dismissed.